I mean, do you have any other accent that you can do for impression that doesn't just turn into Kermit the Frog? Enfant? Wait, hold on. You see, it was the it was the sisters who had their way with him. Oh no, he was never the same. <laughs> I don't know. That's the line. Yeah. Do you have your your four up from Letterbox? Yeah, I, I oh I believe me, I know my you know four. you know. <laughs> I are, are we going to? It's a four-way tie. Are they, oh, so it's like a four-way tie. It's not like Rank? least no. to okay. Ooh, no, 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 okay. no. They're all my babies. I can't choose one over Your the other. Babies. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess I feel the same way. But uh, hey, everyone, Adrian L. Critico here. Hey, off of um, assumedly half a bottle of sangria, considering we we split it pretty evenly. Yeah. So same for you. And Not feeling super real. buzzed. No, but I'm sure it'll like hit midway through. Midway it through, and we does. were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, we're here to talk about this this little site called Letterbox that uh, yeah. everybody seems to be into. I always call it the whenever explaining it to people like my parents, I always say like it's like Facebook for film people. <laughs> yeah, it's like just for film like, yeah it's, it's all you can talk about on here yeah. it's literally like you can make a list you can make a review that's it that's it you give a rating but unless you give your top four which yeah. is just like this is who i am and this is what my profile is going to be like yeah i feel like some of them are very very obvious when you see it is like i know exactly the type of person this is <laughs> and then some of them are just like i don't know what this guy i likes. can't engage this at all no but uh let's go through them one by one, I'm very curious because I don't remember yours. Oh, okay. I have I have some memory of it, but let's see. Choose choose one. Okay. Almost famous. Okay. Why do you like that movie so much? Why do I like Almost Famous? Because I don't know. Maybe it's just a really personal pick because I grew up listening to. I grew up on classic rock. Like I grew up on the music that was featured heavily in this movie. Uh, like the Who and the Rolling Stones and Beatles. Um, and so I guess I just have a certain, what's the word, predilection to this kind of story. But I just love and this listeners, movie. if the word is predilection, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the if word not, Jeff was looking for, so you're actually looking right for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what you actually said is a word that we shouldn't say in today's society. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're um, but Almost Famous is one of those, I remember watching it in high school, maybe even eighth grade. I don't remember when, um, and just immediately falling in love with it. Like, I, I think it perfectly encapsulates what it is to be a fan of music. There comes that slur. <laughs> Say oh, that really? one more time. Encapsulates. No. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> oh no what <laughs> all right go on perfect okay lee it perfectly sapsulates <laughs> please go on yes it perfectly uh f- captures that feeling of like uh. to love a piece of music so much uh and it's it's a great coming of age movie it's got almost famous is like one of those movies that you'll watch and be like Oh, so everybody was in this movie. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Zoe Deschanel, Billy Crudup. Let's just go through the names. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Oh, and of course, the the main the, who got nominated, uh, Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah, Kate Hudson. And I would say probably her best 
performance. I, I mean, I probably. I'm not really well versed like, in her career. Yeah. <laughs> not really well versed in Kate Hudson's career, but uh, she's great in it. I I really like her in it. I really like Frances McDormand, who's you know always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I okay, so Petra Fugit, the main character of this, like not a huge star, but but you'll see him pop up within the last like 20 years like especially in gone girl i was like yes he's got a big role <laughs> he's in like a lot of tv stuff too isn't he? Yeah, yeah yeah no he definitely does pop up every now and then it's funny it's i will never hear tiny dancer by elton john and not think of this song i don't know about you there's that there's that really tiny dancer. there's that really funny bit where he's like uh where they're at the party and he's trying to mo- and he's trying to monitor uh billy crudup and he's like i don't know what when can you tell he's taking too much acid smash cut to him on the roof like i oh, am yeah, a golden right. god yeah no that was a good scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i it's one of those movies that just makes me feel good all right i dig that yeah well, that's one peek into jeff's mind <laughs> what which one was like okay was that on the left on the right i want to try to do the same one on my list uh i mean let me just see okay so it was okay so so on my side (laughs) my movie would be peewee's big adventure peewee's big adventure all right which how do you classify this movie a comedy a comedy but even then if you classify it as a comedy what's another comedy it's a really surreal comedy (laughs) yeah no it's very surreal it's very like, you can't just go up to someone and be like, do you like funny movies? <laughs> Here is a movie about a man who is uh, essentially a child. Yeah. Uh, dressed in a suit the entire time. <laughs> he has a big red uh, bow tie. He... I, I don't even know how to describe Paul Rubin's peewee voice. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it goes through so many rages because it's like, well, I'm just trying to find my bike. And then it's like, Crazy Larry! <laughs> and it goes into all these different things. But yeah, that is laugh. From, it's, it's a, it, it is a big adventure. Yeah. Someone stole his amazing bike that he has. Uh-huh. And he's trying to go all over the U.S. to find it. Hopefully in Texas, in the basement of the Alamo is like, <laughs> the clue that he's given for no one who's for someone who's never seen this movie just go see it yeah just put it on if you want to intake some kind of substance beforehand right <laughs> whether that's alcohol or another hopefully legalized plant in your <laughs> neck of the woods go right ahead i'm assuming that would just enhance the experience but i feel like there's no bad experience with this movie i feel like you gotta hate fun yeah if you like if you're just straight up like i don't like this movie like you showed it to me and i was kind of like man i was not prepared by how weird it gets yeah no it's fucking it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's like not even like a cartoon it's just like oh no, yeah it's 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 a series of vignettes uh-huh and yet all of it's funny to me it's been a while since i've seen it so i think i like to re-experience it yeah like like it, it opens up with uh him being so in love with his bike that he's dreaming of winning the uh the uh tour de france <laughs> in the bike and then after he wakes up he goes down a fire uh, a fireman's pole yeah 
into the second part of his house, which is like a 50s diner <laughs> with every single thing you've ever seen, like on the walls of like an Applebee's or a Chili's. <laughs> There's a whole Rube Goldberg machine that he uses just to make uh, breakfast, which he does not eat. <laughs> he takes like one bite over. <laughs> Uh, man, see, I'm already laughing. I don't even want to do this no more. This is watch that movie. <laughs> but then it goes from that, and then it, it goes to like, well, I'm just gonna have my day, and like he's <laughs> going around and just doing errands. And his errands as as an adult male is uh, buying toys <laughs> from like the prank shop, and that's like, oh, and then like I think I think getting like a horn for his bike or something mm. like that. But that's like you know, of course. That's his day, and even yeah. that is funny on its own. When he goes to that to that uh, prank store, it's, See, it's, it's been so long scene. that I, I like. I of course remember who's his like nemesis, Francis. And, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. I remember uh, Large Marge, of course. I don't make monkeys. I just train them. <laughs> <laughs> but Francis yeah, is but, great. Francis is another. Just he's a child. Right. He's a child who was he was a big snobby rich kid. Yeah, uh, whose dad just buys him whatever. His butler is uh, Odd Job from the James what? Bond series. No way. Yeah, uh, wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> In fact, one of the funniest. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to go joke by joke. Yeah, but I just. I don't know. There's there's just a lot of highlight moments where watching the. This as a kid, I was like, "This is the funniest fucking movie ever made," <laughs> but it's also kind of freaking me out. Yeah, like everyone talks about Large March. Yeah, everyone talks about the 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 clown nightmare scene, which I don't even know if you remember that. I don't remember that. No, Ooh, it's gonna scare you. Oh man! <laughs> but as a kid, what scared me the fucking most was um, he has his bike tied up outside while he's running errands. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and like the bike's gone and just just a mass of chains that he like left there. <laughs> and he's like freaking out and he's like, uh, oh, what's going on? And like he's just looking around and everything's changing around him. <laughs> like even like this this happy clown that he like tied the bike up to, now the clown has like this evil face that it's like <laughs> ah! <laughs> like it's so <laughs> that scared the shit out of me as a kid. I was like, why is he mad now? <laughs> Why, why is he so... What the fuck? Uh, He's not nice anymore. That's followed up by, like, the scene of him just, like, losing his mind and accusing everyone and being paranoid. And then he goes to, like, a seedy backdoor fucking fortune teller. And that's funny, too, because he's, like, he's finally, like, an adult for, like, a second. Yeah. I don't know. This movie has so much to offer. It truly is a big adventure, too. Uh-huh. Like, it's not just, like... I don't know. I uh, c- comparatively, Blues Brothers, I would say, mm-hmm. is like that same scale. Okay. Even something like uh, like Borat, like part of why I like Borat is because it's like a cross country yeah adventure, and this one does that too. And all the pit stops are great. Uh, there's those two, like there's like that that dinosaur park he goes to. Do you, do you remember that? Man, it's been so long. Jeez. That's funny. I, like, these things don't aren't just engraved in your brain right. the way that they did me. Um, and, uh, you know, some faults of the film? Uh, none. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing wrong with this out, movie. 10, one of the greatest I, movies I, I, I truly do believe that. I truly think this is one of the greatest movies ever made in the sense that, like, I have 
nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> All right. I even like the sequel. The oh, there's a sequel. years later sequel that okay. came out. That was like one, maybe not the first Netflix original movie, but it was like one of the first like Netflix original movies. Oh, okay. And you think like now, now it has like 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 the the safety of Netflix. Yeah. I don't know who's directing this. Yeah. Paul Rubens, he's older now. Nah, it still kind of hits a lot of the same beats. Oh, okay. It's not as good. Well, yeah. But it's still, like, I liked watching it. It, it goes into, like, some, uh, uh, what's his name? Pink Flamingos. John Waters. It, it goes John into, Waters. like, some John Waters-esque <laughs> moments that makes it interesting. And, like, this, too. You know, I, I think if you had to compare Pee-wee to something, it's, like, a family version of a John Waters film. <laughs> In the sense that it just has weird people who are also, like, I guess I could see these people in real life. Uh, it's one of the best movies ever made. Just go see it. Yeah. Just watch it once. If you've never seen it and then you've seen the clips and you're like, I kind of want it. This seems interesting. Watch it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, like, the one that I recommend all the time. Anytime something pops up, like, what's your what's your best, what's your favorite feel-good movie? Pee-wee's Big, Pee-wee's Adventure. Big Adventure. What's a good stoner movie? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. What's a good comedy? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. What's a good horror movie? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. What's a good revenge film? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I don't know how. I'm sure it comes in at some point. All right, let's see. Name name another one. Uh, what's your favorite Western? Is it Pee-wee? Yeah, you know what? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> All right. My turn? Yeah. All right. The Fugitive. It All right, is, yeah, cool. <laughs> it is a movie that I, again, a movie that I grew up, maybe not, I wasn't like maybe eight or so, but I was probably like either a preteen or my early teens when I first saw this. And at first I was like, that was really good. Like three and a half stars. All right. And then the more times I kept seeing it, I was like, okay, this is like the ultimate for me. Blues Brothers is a classic, but my favorite Chicago movie will always be The Fugitive. I know you probably don't agree. No. <laughs> Chicago movie? Yeah. Yeah, probably Blues Brothers or Stir of Echoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Fugitive is great. I just, like... No, it is. it really is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And yet, for some reason, I've never been like, let me go check that out again. Yeah. I want to see it again. Yeah, that's one of those movies I could always watch. Partially, it could be. Times. There's a bunch of Simpson parodies of different scenes. <laughs> I was just about to say that, yeah. Not just like the, the like my my favorite parody is uh, them just being like, I "Wonder what Melhouse is up to," and he's in the <laughs> fucking tube, <laughs> yeah, and like the, the the sewer system, and Melhouse is just like, "I told you, I didn't do it." And it's just a poorly drawn um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is just like, "I don't care." <laughs> 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 Which how Melhouse got himself into that situation? I was just thinking that <laughs> Melhouse no of all but people, it's, but it's pretty funny. Uh, but the Fugitive is just one of those great chase movies, one of the great thrillers of you know the last for as long as I've been alive. Um, it's just okay. So you have that. It's just the perfect setup. Uh-huh. You have that opening, and you're like, oh shit, someone got. You know, someone got murdered. 
and it's and it's Harrison Ford, but then you say, then you find out he didn't do it, and you're like, and this is all like during the first like ten minutes. Is it not established right away that he didn't do it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. And then you have right after the credits are done, you have that train scene, which is like it sets the tone for the rest of the movie because you're just like, how is he gonna get out of this one? <laughs> Every time Tommy Lee Jones is like hot on his trail, every time you think they caught him, he manages it's it's something else like like uh oh that part where he's like living in the apartment and the cops swarm them. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, they got me." But it's the the tenants on the above floor that they're looking for and and you're just like damn or, that happens that sounds cool yeah <laughs> that or the saint patrick's day parade scene where they're like uh or the chase that happens before that where you know it's a chase through uh what's oh god um chicago card revoked uh <laughs> daily center i think uh-huh. um but yeah just just the whole movie i love the whole mystery aspect i love the whole travelage of chicago i love yeah. Tommy Lee jones and harrison ford in it uh, Joe Pentliano is really good. Also, Joe, Joey Pants is in it. Yeah, he plays no a way. one of the marshals. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I showed <laughs> I this no to idea. our friend Jeremiah, and after we finished, he was like, "I was like to him, look, uh, the way you feel about RoboCop, Jeremiah, that's how I feel about the future." That's crazy. <laughs> that's RoboCop like RoboCop is a much better. We were it's just, just it's talking just about an, it before. It's just such recording. an important movie to me. <laughs> okay, but does it have a uh, nice shooting kid? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> it has a no. It has. I thought you didn't care. And then he puts the ice pack on him, and he's like, "I don't. Don't tell nobody." And then they drive off in the Chicago night. Well, that's the end. That's of the end of the, the movie. Basically, if you haven't seen the Fugitive by now, <laughs> you know what I like more about more than the Fugitive is how they use it in Scrubs. Mm. You know, the, oh, that's right. The janitor. Yeah, he's in the fugitive. He goes, Kimball. Yeah, he, he's know, a cop on that train. In a train, and that whole like, there's a tiny little arc in one episode of Scrubs where it's like JD's watching the fugitive, mm-hmm. and he notices like that guy looks like the janitor, and it's like, <laughs> damn, this is actually really nice. I, like, I, I won't spoil it exactly how it goes, but yeah. Um, but yeah, watch Fugitive and then watch that episode of Scrubs. I don't know what episode it is. Just Google Scrubs Janitor Fugitive episode, and I'm <laughs> sure it'll come up. Maybe I shouldn't have said the end of the movie, but like it's it doesn't it's, matter. It's so it's been so long, and like <laughs> guess what? The good guy might win. <laughs> yeah. You'll be shocked. Surprise. He goes back to jail. <laughs> they execute him. See, that would be a cool movie. <laughs> It's like, damn, he got framed and executed. It's a sobering drama about the, at the about the death penalty. Yeah, that's um, uh, I can't even think of a director who would be like serious enough to do that. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen's the future. <laughs> it's about how bad our justice system is. Yeah. All right, let me see what place that was in. Oh. Uh, well, I I did almost famous first because it's okay. been the like. It, oh, good. I'm glad because like on my list, the one for that one. But I mean, it doesn't matter what rank they're in. Just do yeah, okay. whatever. Uh, but on my list, in that same spot, which is all the way to the right, you, you know what the beyond. You know which one I'm gonna talk about? The beyond. Mm-hmm. Rush hour two. Rush hour two. Which I'll be brief because at some point it's the 
20th anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 20th anniversary of this movie. We're gonna talk about it yeah. in length in its own episode at some point. Might even talk about Rush Hour 3. Yeah, but not right now. <laughs> uh, this is not the climate for Rush Hour right. 3 because, uh, I mean, I, I joked about it on Facebook, but if you've never seen Rush Hour 3, it, it really is Bad Lieutenant, like... In the Rush Hour series, like it's just like cops taking full advantage of their power. Right. Uh, the only thing is that's kind of cool is like, oh, it's a black cop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Rush Hour Three is crazy. It's yeah. uh, I don't know if it's a good movie, but it's just like I can't believe this was filmed at some yeah. points. Yeah, Rush Hour Two, on the other hand, that's just a fun comedy movie. genius. Yeah, one, it's got kick ass. Uh, stunts yeah. and action like Jackie any Chan. Jackie Chan yeah you can tell Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker like have a good rapport they're, they're funny together they have good yeah. chemistry together well you can tell from the outtakes also at the end yeah I, I also like I do also like that this is kind of a, a globe trekking movie I mean like they're in mm-hmm. Hong Kong they're yeah. in LA they're in Vegas yeah and a bunch of shit there's a there's there are some scenes where it's like huh Directed by Brett Ratner. I think yeah. That makes total sense. <laughs> Which, by the way, yep. uh, not a fan of Brett Ratner. No. I would say, arguably, Rush Hour 1 and 2 are, like, his only good movies. I know there's another one that people bring up. Red Dragon. I haven't seen Red Dragon, but... Me neither. Or The Family Man. I haven't seen that one either, but... But, yeah, I would say, like, if if he had to have a legacy, it would definitely be the Rush Hour oh, series. Oh, yeah. If they were ever to do a Rush Hour 4, yeah. get someone else to direct it. Yeah. <laughs> get someone else to write it, too, I think. Yeah. Because Rush Hour 3 is like, you can't write that. You today. can't. Oh, my <laughs> God, no. You couldn't write that in 2007. I don't know how you got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a quick thing about Rush Hour 3. It is so offensive that they even have Roman Polanski doing right? a, a cameo in it. Which yeah. I would assume is just one of Brett Ratner's friends. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, well, I saw you at the meeting. Let's they're <laughs> want to be in this movie. They're in France, which is like the only place he can go now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, if, it's if a that, weird movie. That should be enough to say exactly how crazy Rush Hour 3 is. Yeah. And that could be crazy in a good way or in a bad way. I don't know. Well, Rush Hour 2. It's funny because Rush Hour 2, it's PG-13, but it still has like family kind of sensibility rush hour three is like they have jokes about it might being... as well be r it's just it's, yeah it's like like they don't say it like the f word or anything like that it's like no the there's no blood no but yeah there's there's a lot of like just jokes where you're like can they say can they do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which rush hour two like has some of those too but they're they're funny like yeah like there's there's a fight scene in the massage parlor yeah and Chris Tucker accidentally punches Jackie Chan. Yeah. And he's like, Carter! And Chris Tucker's like, oh, y'all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, funny for the scene. Yeah. I really love the whole, like, Vegas finale. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of really fun. Cool. I remember thinking as a kid, like, how did they get from Hong Kong to Vegas? <laughs> I missed something there. Uh, Rush Hour 2 is a great film. It also has the greatest outtake ever filmed on ever put the film yeah which we won't say no like if you somehow not if you have not seen this movie uh one has a cameo by yeah who's now like a extremely popular actor oh yeah 
uh, who was he was great back then too. But I oh mean, yeah, he, he wasn't. Had, in he a had bunch done. Of, like, tell you what, some good movies wink, back wink. Then. He wasn't in any Marvel films, <laughs> which he has kind of become a staple of. Yeah. Uh, two, yeah, it is an extremely funny yeah. <laughs> uh, line in the outtakes. But even the the movie itself has like really funny lines. I'm not oh, yeah. going to go through them. No, yeah. But uh, check this movie out if you like Jackie Chan movies. If you have just somehow never seen the Rush Hour series, it's worth watching. It's definitely oh worth yeah, watching. definitely. In fact, I think for like action comedies, it's like it's up there. Like I, I, I just didn't coming to my head. I can't think of Twenty One Jump Street solid action comedy. Yeah, but but even that is like. I'm not watching this for the action. Yeah, that's true. I'm watching this for the funny dialogue. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching the kick-ass Chinese bamboo very strong yeah. like, <laughs> action stunts that they do in this. Uh, I'm sorry for that horrendous <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan impression. impression yeah. um, but if you watch the movie, it'll make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rush Hour 2 coming soon. Uh, sometime in August when it's the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Twenty What's years. Movie you want to talk about? I'm gonna go with Zodiac. Okay. <laughs> uh, the movie that you would say is David Fincher's best film. Yeah. The movie that you told me like 50 times. Yo, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You guys see this? It's like <laughs> one. This movie is what three hours? Two two and a, like the director's cut is almost two hours forty. Two hour forty. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Not something that I would ever think you would watch. <laughs> Considering, like, if a movie's even slightly over two hours, like, damn, man, that's a long movie. I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I don't remember what the last, like, really good long movie that was like, Jeff, you gotta see this. Uh, Blade Runner? I don't know. Maybe. Was Maybe. that a daunting, like, damn, it's a long-ass movie? Well, yeah, I mean, it's almost three hours. Yeah. Once upon a time. Oh, that's that's one. When Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was coming out, uh-huh. I was like, I will see this if it's four hours long. <laughs> and you're like, uh, two hours, 45 minutes. That's kind of long. <laughs> <laughs> like, we ain't going to be in those comfy-ass AMC seats. Well, the the uh, IMDb says that the latest Bond movie is about that long also. <laughs> so it better we'll fucking see. earn every single <laughs> minute of screen time. <laughs> That's. I mean, I don't. Th- I haven't seen it reported otherwise. So yeah. just release that that fucking movie, that goddamn movie already. I just want it. <laughs> that and Black Widow. J- just come on. The only guy who wants to see Black. Widow. <laughs> well, the only guy who's like also not a child watching Marvel films. <laughs> hey, I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be a Marvel film for sure. Yeah. Um, Which means me and Ricky will like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zodiac is cool. I love how it starts. Yeah, it starts yeah. out with uh, um, "Easy to Be Hard," "Easy to Be Hard," yeah. Three Dog Night," and then "Hurdy Gurdy Man" by Donovan. Yeah, good soundtrack. Then it's a really good soundtrack. Another movie that has because I didn't watch it till way fucking later. I didn't see it till like maybe like 2012, 2013, okay. something like that. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize everyone was in it. <laughs> yep. Like okay, Mark Ruffalo's in it. Somehow missed that Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Jimmy Simpson. Who? Yeah, I'm Jimmy Simpson. Uh, who else? Chloe Sevigny. Chloe Sevigny's in that. Yeah, he plays. Uh, she plays. Um, he. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she plays. Whoops. Uh, she plays uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife. And, okay. And yeah. You know what? 
for those of you who haven't seen Zodiac, obviously it's about the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Uh, it is the first Netflix documentary in the sense that, like, eh, you decide who, who's the killer yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. They, they don't, there's, yeah, I don't want to well, say I mean, anything. It's, it's real life, though. So yeah. That's the thing. They, it, it's not like a fictionalized version. It's, it's like kind of like. Trying to be as accurate as possible. Yeah, it's kind of like. We're not gonna. We don't. We can't say for sure, but this is who we think. It We're is. like a good eighty-seven percent. Yeah, sure exactly. That it's this one. But even dude. when you read the end credits, you're just like, oh god damn it! Like, <laughs> we're never gonna know. That being said, even though you may know how this ends up because you read yeah. about the Zodiac Killer, you have any history with it, you've seen Dirty Harry. <laughs> even if you, you know live in San Francisco, <laughs> you know how where this is going. Zodiac has one of the most anxiety-ridden scenes <laughs> yeah. I've, like, ever seen in a movie. Oh, yeah. That's still to this day. It, like, sh- it sends a sh- chill yeah. down my spine. Uh, at any time, like, it'll sometimes be on at, at my girlfriend's house because she, she has, like, the actual channels. She yeah. flips through them. Sometimes, hey, look, Zodiac's on. And, like, twice I've, like, gotten to her place. Wow, that scene was about to start. <laughs> and I sit down and watch it every single time. <laughs> Because it's such a fucking good scene. It's such a good movie. Like, it's one of those movies and, where... And, uh, we're not going to say what it is either. No, But, no, but no, it no. has something to do with, like, visiting someone's home. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. You know what? All three hours, worth it just to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies that makes you... Like, the tagline for the movie was, there's more than one way to... Uh, let us see like i can't remember <laughs> but there, there's it was something like there's more than one way a killer can take your life or something like that and okay. it's basically about how jake john hall just, uh, just becomes literally obsessed with this movie like it ruins relationships yeah, yeah, yeah uh with yeah with the killer um whoever it may be but uh i mean there's a book that's based off uh, the the guy that he plays in the movie wrote, wrote the book. Wrote the book. Um, and he himself, he's just like uh, he's a he was a cartoonist. That? Oh, that's right, he was a cartoonist. <laughs> yeah, who was into solving puzzles. As well. Yeah. Right. Um, and just Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal all work so well together. Um, I just, I I became not obsessed, maybe obsessed, fascinated by this movie. I just yeah. became. Like if well, it's true crime is fascinating. If if like this is the best, like kind, I don't know what what it is, but David Fincher does like the best true crime shit because yeah, between Mindhunter and after I finished Mindhunter, I was immediately like I gotta watch Zodiac again. <laughs> I gotta get my fix. That's funny. Nah, David Fincher is cool. Yeah, I don't uh, think there's a movie of his that I don't. Oh, Alien Three. I've never yeah. seen it. I, I've never seen. It. I have zero interest in seeing. Yeah, it. me me too. Um, didn't Joss Whedon work on that too? Oh no, I think that was Resurrection. Oh okay, well even less version. Yeah, even yeah. less reason to watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Zodiac is really cool. Zodiac it is took me a long time on to Netflix, see it, but I fully right agree now. that it it deserves all the hype. Uh, also, if you're friends with Jeff and he visits your home often, if you have this movie <laughs> in your Voodoo collection, or if it's streaming on Netflix and you leave the room, you come back, it's going to be on TV. <laughs> Funny enough, um, me and my brother, we would go to a friend's high school 
uh, house just to hang out and he had zodiac in, and there was a point where i was just like hey man can i borrow this like because <laughs> if it's on i'm going to watch it like i don't yeah, care how, yeah. it's like this and boogie nights are those two movies that are like two and a half hours long and i'm like i will watch them right fucking now <laughs> which is like insane to me be- like just just the fact that you love this and boogie nights <laughs> is insane to me because 2019 you're like oh endgame is like one of the best films of this year right which <laughs> <laughs> is like it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> no it does it does make it makes sense if endgame you is just a three-hour hug from marvel sure <laughs> <laughs> you call it a hug i call it a choke <laughs> we'll, we'll call it whatever you want let me see the place uh, zodiac was at oh good oh man nope not what you think it's gonna okay. be. Okay, we're gonna talk about Eternal Sunshine of the <gasps> Spotless Mind. What I would say, what I say usually is like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's uh, probably what I, I truly feel that I was Adrian El Critico from '93 till like eighth grade, freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Whenever I saw Eternal Sunshine for the first time. That was when my life shifted to like, oh, okay, now I'm this person. Not, now going I am forward. into film, not movies. <laughs> not just that, but like it just gave me such a perception on like everything. It is a what what, what yeah. I think about love, what I think about life, what I think about memories, and all mm-hmm. this other shit. Uh, Jim Carrey's best performance, I would say. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not familiar you, like, with Jim Carrey all that much, but I know, and and okay, that's another thing. Growing up. I grew up with Jim Carrey. I grew up with the mask. I saw yeah. the mask like maybe like I don't know nine thousand times or something. <laughs> I wore that VHS out, uh, and then I wore out the DVD once DVDs came out. Yeah, I, I saw that a bunch of times. I saw the Ace Ventura movies a bunch of times. Dumb and liar, Dumber. liar was one. oh I saw liar, liar. Didn't watch so recently. Okay, uh, but liar, liar, I saw like a million fucking times. The Cable Guy. Uh, no, not till later on in life. That's which, a, that's underrated. A, that's I think a dark-ass movie. We have uh, a that's friend not of a, ours. That's actually, not a comedy. That's a horror movie. No, it is. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's a funny movie. Yeah, yeah. We have two friends who are not listening to this, but Ricky and Jeremiah, we need you guys to be on here to talk about the cable guy. Oh, yeah. Day. Yeah. Uh, because that movie is your relationship. <laughs> I'll let you guys decide who's who. <laughs> but one of you is definitely who's it? Matthew Broderick. Matthew man? Broderick, yeah. Yeah, and the other one's Jim Carrey. But this is Jim Carrey's best performance in the sense of like, it's not even him. Like I'm not seeing him. I'm seeing yeah. this character, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Winslet. Kate, I was about gives to say the fucking same, same amazing performance too. Like, I I forgot she's British. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> watching it. Um, it, it's another one of those movies where, like, you don't realize how many people are in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Uh, including Mark Ruffalo again. Mark Ruffalo. Kirsten uh, Dunst. Dunst. Elijah Wood. David uh, Cross. British dude who plays... He's always oh. good at playing the character that he plays. Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson is in it. Yeah. Which, by the way, the first time I ever noticed uh, Tom Wilkinson, Batman Begins. Yeah. And when I found out he was British, also freaked me out because I thought he was, like, the <laughs> New York gangster type. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, Eternal Sunshine is just like such a beautifully made movie. It is it's it's poetic. Like it's one of those movies like you can describe this as a poetic film. Yeah. And it's not going to come out pretentious because it totally makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. Uh it's it's amazing the shit that they do. Um 
Michel Gondry, mm-hmm. who directed it, and I want to say he's, he's like planned out the scenes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like the the practical stuff he does, like yeah. without like he he creates these like very liminal spaces and goes in between. Like like imagine if I walked out that door and then like appeared there, yeah. But there's no cuts or anything, yeah. Like that. And he, and it wasn't like CG. He actually just created the room to be like that, so it made <laughs> sense. Um, there's there's just a lot of there's so much imagination behind it. Yeah, and that's also because of uh, Charlie Kaufman, one of the greatest yeah. writers of all time, wrote the uh, screenplay for it. Yeah, he won the Oscar. He deserved it. Yeah. Oh, totally. He deserved it for that. He deserved it for Anomalisa. Mm-hmm. He deserved it for that da- uh, adaptation. He deserved it for. <laughs> I haven't seen adaptation. <laughs> um. I, it's not. It's kind of a funny story. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of ending, ending things. things. <laughs> I, I love Charlie Kaufman, and yeah. yeah, I get it. You know, the white man sad. It's pretty much his stick, but I dig it. Uh, a movie I, you will never see. Synecdoche, New York. Oh yeah, one of the greatest Mo- written movies of all time. The movie that Roger Ebert called like basically one of, if not the best film of the decade. Yeah. It's so fucking good. That's yeah. a, and that's also one of the scariest movies of all time because it just tells you all this truth that you've never wanted to realize. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it is existential hell. Yet it's like beautiful oh at the same time. Um, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of Vault, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, my favorite movie of all time. The uh, I don't know if you're listening to this at all, but if you are, Alice, shout out to you. Yeah, that's like our favorite movie. That's like how we bonded. Oh, cool. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say other than I, think... I just love this movie. And if you want something that's a romance that's imaginative and yet like very very realistic, even though it goes it it I mean like it's 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 a sci fi movie. Yeah. But even with that, it's a like realistic sci fi. A very very realistic relationship portrayal of a relationship. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love this movie with all my core. It's a movie and that... That's, uh, that's all I gotta say about it. I, well, I just want to say this one thing. Um, it's a movie that I saw in high school, and I thought, wow, that was really creative, and wow, what a really nice movie. And But I hadn't seen it, so during lockdown last year, uh, I re- re- revisited it, and... It really went from that was a really good movie to this is a ten out of ten perfect movie and one of the best films oh, yeah. <laughs> of that decade. Oh, good, I'm glad you like. Woke I just up love it so much. <laughs> also recommend Science of Sleep. Not to overhype it or anything, but it's so good. For a long time, the Science of Sleep and Eternal Sunshine were like I don't know. It's split between the two of them are my favorite okay. movies. Uh, now Science of Sleep is still really really great, but it's not as good. Yeah, <laughs> but it's great in its own way. Okay, that one is also super creative. If you've never seen it. I highly recommend it. That one's even more surreal. What about Dave Chappelle's Black Party? That one's great, too. Yeah. That's just like, like okay, one of the best things about film set in New York uh-huh. is when they get it realistic, it's fascinating. Yeah. Because New York is really just like its own entity. Oh, yeah. Uh, good Time. Good Time. Good Time is like one of the best New York films ever made. Give me the loot. Uncut Gems. I, I, I guess, yeah, another safety film. Yeah, Pretty give me mature. the loot. Don't don't be like, well, what about Manhattan? Fuck Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty popular opinion nowadays. Want a good Woody Allen movie? Give me the loot. That's, yeah, that's like a that's it's like a mix of Woody Allen. Yeah, and uh, and Spike uh, Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah, uh, which that's also, a perfect marriage. 
believe it or not, this like really, I don't know how to even describe it, but that movie is just like an incredible indie film. Oh, for sure. It's so human. It's just like. It's it, it's great, and it was recommended by Jeff, which I just was not expecting. <laughs> you know how it came about? I remember... Music Box? No, actually. Ooh. I was on... The last plane I was ever on uh, was like eight years ago, and it was my dad subscribed to the New York Times, and I saw they had a review for a movie called Gimme the Loot, and I thought, I had never heard of this movie, but it's set in New York, New York Times. It's got nothing to do with Biggie you know, Smalls, by the way. No, no. <laughs> New York Times vouch for it. They must, you know, it's a New York movie. They must know what's up. Yeah. And so uh, it came on, it was at the music box, but I never ended up being able to see it. Uh, but it came on Netflix one day, and I said, yo, check this out. And it's only like eighty minutes. I it's a really it, short movie. Yeah, I, it's so short. I watched it twice in like the same nice. day. <laughs> I like watched it at home. Uh, went to a friend's house and like showed it to her like <laughs> immediately. Like, yeah, you gotta see this shit. It's so good. Yeah, uh, it's like that perfect amalgamation of a, uh, or like that perfect kind of example of the the slice of life movie. Yes, because it has a very loose plot, but it's just following these characters and their interactions. Two street artists want to go tag uh, the, the apple. The apple know. that c- pops up at the Mets stadium when they yeah. score a home run. Yeah. It's just a really, I liked being around these characters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, amazing soundtrack, both like the original oh, yeah. score and the collection of music that they get. Uh-huh. There's a version of uh, The Lord is My Shepherd by the, mm-hmm. by the, by the Mosby family players, I think they're yeah. called. Uh, look that up right now and listen to it because even though it's technically like uh, Catholic Christian yeah. song. Well, I don't know. The it's, Lord it's, is my shepherd. It's a religious song. We'll yeah. call it that. I'm not sure which part of it exactly. Yeah. Um, even if, though it's that, it's just like such a fucking amazing song how it's recorded. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the guitar in that is like, you, you could tell someone's really passionate about it and stuff like that. Yeah. I love it. I love Give Me a Loot. I know that the sangria is hitting because I do not remember what we were talking about <laughs> We beforehand. were talking about uh, um, Eternal Sunshine. How do we get to Give Me the Loot? Oh, uh... <laughs> hold on. Eternal Sunshine, Science of Sleep, Dave Chappelle's Block Party. That's why. That's that's what it was. <laughs> because it was also directed about, on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Don't let us talk about Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> oh, shit. That's another great... I love all Michelle Gondry's films. I've not seen Human Nature, and I refuse to acknowledge it. Because <laughs> I heard it, it. it's not that good. Hmm. Um... But it, he even has another one, uh, the... Oh, the We and the Eye? There we go. The We and the Eye, which is, like, also another one of the most New York fucking movies ever made, <laughs> probably, because it's made with real New Yorkers. Like, none of these people are actors. Oh. Uh, they're all just students who went to the school. Okay. And it's, it's like, their last day of school. It's their bus ride home. Hmm. Damn, that's such a fucking good movie. Nice. The We and the Eye. If no one's heard of it or seen it, look it up. It's another slice of life. It's more so like Be Kind Rewind okay. than his other movies. All right. Uh, yeah, Michelle Gondry, just in general. Hell yeah. All right. We're going to, I guess, number one. Yeah. Really, whenever people say, like, what's your favorite movie? We're getting to the last film. I'm. Yeah, exactly. Whenever people say, what's your favorite movie, it's always a four-way tie between these movies. Okay. Um, collateral. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> saying it right now. This is this is a a a hot we be watching films take. Yeah, Michael Mann's best film. 
Probably. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, I really like the insider. What about Thief? Shut the fuck up and go watch Collateral. <laughs> I haven't seen Thief. Yeah, you know I me mean, neither. <laughs> I will watch it. I know it's I good. haven't seen Heat since, like, high school. But I remember, like, you know, even though I thought, this is a really long movie. Oh, my God. I'm just... That's another <laughs> three-hour movie. I'm just, you know, solidifying what you said earlier. Yeah, no, that's exactly why I wouldn't imagine you liking Zodiac and... Uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights so much. But go on. Yeah. Um... Collateral, I remember buying the movie with a gift card at Best Buy and thinking like, oh, this movie just, you know, it looks so good that it's cheap, you know, like $10. I'll buy it, you know, instead of renting it. It it seems pretty good. And I watched it. Funny enough, (laughs) I do remember watching this movie and my brother coming in like, all right, or yeah. All right, Jeff, I'm going to bed. Uh, and I was like, oh, I should be up there soon. I mean, it, this movie's probably almost done. I had an hour left into that movie. <laughs> uh, but I watched it and I was just like, kind of like one of those movies, kind of like Zodiac, where you just finish it and you're just like, this movie has changed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like this I is. I didn't know movies could be that fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's so, like, when you, I'm not even going to reveal it, but when you get to the third act, it's so tense. Uh, But what's so great about this movie is that it's also a great character piece. Yes. You get to learn and know these characters, like Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, so well. And I would say, before I saw Magnolia, I always thought this was Tom Cruise's best performance. This is what got me liking Tom Cruise. Yeah. There was a long time where I was, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know anything about film at that point, but I was just like... (laughs) I don't like this Tom Cruise guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just really don't dig him. And then I saw Collateral and I was like, this man is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I must be him. Yes. Um, uh, gotta get the gray hair and everything. Yeah, gray exactly. Suit. It's such a fucking cool look, too. Yeah. Uh, Cameo by Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah, that's... A, uh, he, he Enjoy opens, LA. He opens up the movie. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm Jason Statham. Welcome to Collateral. <laughs> Not collateral damage with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Was that? Okay. That was 2002. I was about to fucking ask you what year that was. A movie that I'm sure... Have you seen seen that movie? Yeah, no. You've never never seen seen it. it. Jeff has... If you're listening, call in right now and ask Jeff to to tell you what movie came out at what time or what date. Um I've never seen collateral damage either. It seemed kind of, you know, like a lesser Arnold movie, but I don't know. Uh, collateral on the other hand collateral is just such a great it i okay i know it's gonna be a cliche to say this but it really is like la is a character in this movie no yeah it definitely is (laughs) like the way they shoot it the way that michael mann just captures the city at night purpose it's in the dialogue they mention like this effect that la has on you yeah it's 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 such a good tense movie uh, with memorable characters. Um, and it's such a good, like, I love a good movie that can be described as, like, all within one night or yeah. all within 24 hours. Um, and this is just, like, because, okay, there's that part where uh, Tom Cruise, you first see him approach the cab. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx is, like, looking at his picture that he always has. And Tom Cruise like walks away, and Jamie Foxx is like, "Oh no, man, I can take you." Yeah, and you're like, like Damn, "Oh, you, you got, can... oh, you almost got away." <laughs> but then we wouldn't have the movie. Yeah, 
There is a scene in this that is like, I guess it could be considered an action scene. Mm-hmm. It's probably like 10 seconds long. Oh, and yeah. And yet even that is cooler than like so many fucking action scenes <laughs> something like, I don't know, The Expendables or something right. like that. Like, nah, just one quick... They even, I swear to God, this had to have been a reference. They redo that scene in uh, Mission Impossible 6. Oh, I don't remember I that. swear to God they redo that scene. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch Mission Impossible 6 again. Yeah, you should. It's the best one. Eh, you sh- it's the best fucking one. Four. Four is pretty good. Yeah, does four have uh, Henry Cavill <laughs> reloading his arm? Because <laughs> if it doesn't, I don't want to see it. Uh, uh, but yeah, this has so many fucking good... It, the, it's, it's not I guess technically yeah it's an action movie but it's not action heavy no but the scenes that it does have of action so fucking cool the the, the club shootout yeah no one's done John Wick hasn't even done a better club shootout yeah than Collateral has there's also that really great there's a cameo uh, by an actor that like a character actor in a jazz club and yes. that scene is so good. So tense. And oh, man. Yeah. Because you think you're like, oh, he's finally letting off steam. And it's like, nope. Yeah, it, it has my favorite trope in movies like that. Like like movies with Hitman mm-hmm. where they're just acting nonchalant. And then they bring up one name yeah. that reminds another character of all the shit they've done in their past. Right. And it's like, oh, God, oh my God. I thought I was getting away with this. I completely <laughs> forgot. The best cameo, my favorite cameo maybe ever, Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah, he's so I was good in, in that. I was in an acting class in college, and they asked us to bring in a scene that was, like, really great acting, and I showed that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to show Denzel in Training Day, like, at the end, but then I thought, I don't know if anyone, I don't want to spoil Training Day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bring in Javier Bardem in Collateral. No, yeah, he's he is great, man. That is whole, whole that whole, I'm not even, yeah, if you haven't seen Collateral, I'm not going to spoil it, but the way that Jamie Foxx, okay, he earned that Oscar nomination. He got nominated for an Oscar for that? Yeah, for Collateral. Yeah, I guess But he did. won that year for Ray. Also, it's funny. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's not consistently, like, where jokes a minute or anything like that. Yeah. But when it does have, like, humorous moments, they're really fucking funny. Yeah. And most of it's just banter between Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene where they, they, like, go to the hospital. Yeah. That whole thing's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Until it gets, like, tense again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to say who... But most, like, no yeah. fucking character death. Oh, yeah. Of, like, there's, uh, just that, there's that prompt that comes up every now and then in, like, the film pages on Facebook yeah. where it's like, what's the, what's, what's the prompt? What's the, what's the, which one death could you, would you take away or reverse? Yeah, this is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's also one in Misery. It's Misery and this, yeah, with this one. Yeah, and it's like a similar sequence too yeah um but yeah it sucks every single fucking time it and hurts. for some reason every time i watch it's like it ain't gonna happen this no. time <laughs> <laughs> even though i know deep down yes, it will it <laughs> uh yeah collateral michael mann's best film uh great uh not actually no it doesn't have a soundtrack no it, it has does. like it has like a last theme right oh no 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 yeah yeah, no, yeah it, it has, does, that, it does, it uh, does. chris carnell song yeah that's oh yeah, and it has a great Chris Cornell song. In it. Yeah. Well, technically it's an audio. Song, oh, and so uh, "Hands of Time" still. by Groove Emata Em Emata 
Groovy Tame Impala? Tame Impala. <laughs> I don't know. It's the it's the soul song that uh they Jay Pakin uh play starts to play or oh, hears in the yeah, cab. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was like a lost seventy song. That sh- that song's from like the past twenty last twenty years. Really? <laughs> or like the past thirty years. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, hey, I thought I thought this was like an Al Green kind of lost track well if you like action you want an action film you may have not seen somehow <laughs> uh, a tom cruise movie that you may have not seen yeah a jamie fox movie you may have not seen oh i thought you were going into your next go movie. watch collateral right now <laughs> however if you want a horror movie yeah that you've never seen that's truly horrifying and you were like i want to ruin my life yeah <laughs> might i suggest one of my favorite movies of all time Quite possibly my favorite horror movie of all time. Not quite possibly. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. Mm. Which uh, I'm still debating whether or not it's uh, genuine adoration for the film or trauma that <laughs> has just been deeply seated in me uh, that I can't get over. It was at the music box. and you It tried deserves to, get me, to be. Uh, you tried to get me to see it, and I was just like, man, I know I'm your friend, but... This is too much. This is, I'm not an this... adult. We, we, we <laughs> joked one time where I was like, uh, how how old do you have to be to watch The Beyond? And yeah. you were like, no one's old enough to watch The <laughs> Beyond. And that was bit just based on the opening scene. Yeah, no, it starts with someone being crucified, essentially. Right. <laughs> to a wall, not yep. like an actual cross. Yeah. Uh, and if that's not enough, they then melt his face off. Right. <laughs> that's just the opening scene. I know. The cool thing, though, in not even in black and white, it's like entirely in like sepia tone. Yeah. Which is like, it looks like one of those old Western photographs, but... <laughs> yeah, but yeah. filmed. Uh, when I first saw this movie, it was not called The Beyond. Oh. It was The Seven Doors of Death. Yeah. Which wasn't even the original seven doors of death like there is a version of this that came out on vhs called seven doors of death that was like Mm -hmm. cut to shit Mm. uh they changed the music in it oh no um and they took out like a lot of violence to the point where it was like this incomprehensible mess (laughs) (laughs) then diamond releasing which like as a kid going through uh suncoast suncoast film suncoast media suncoast video suncoast video Anytime I saw a Diamond releasing DVD, I would know it was a Diamond releasing DVD because it had a clear, like, crystal um, DVD box, I guess. Okay. Like, it wasn't, like, the black thing. Like, you could see through it. Oh, okay. Which I think was a part of gimmick Diamond releasing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I saw it like that, Seven Doors of Death. The title image that it had had was not in the movie. Which is kind of scary because it's like, this is a weird face that I don't know where this exists from. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) That's kind of scary. Hey, if you want to Google right now, Seven Doors of Death Diamond DVD, I think that front uh, front, uh, cover art is there. Okay. Uh, And if it curses you, that's not my fault. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I saw it like that. It was mostly, like, all the violence was in it, but they cut out some scenes of context <laughs> that made it this uh what what's already a dreamlike film mm-hmm. well maybe more so a nightmare type film yeah uh it made it even more incomprehensible so as a kid <laughs> i saw this for like 
kind of gore purposes of like i don't know what this movie is it's freaking me out we got it because it must have been like five dollars at best buy we got it at best buy Isn't best buy yeah what same place where i got the 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 zombie 2 what like special edition dvd that's some niche niche ass shit i know best and not buy. even like a niche best buy literally ricky's best buy <laughs> go to <laughs> Is the one where I got both of these movies from way back when. That's like when I went to Target and I was like, all right, I got my DVDs. I got Theory of Everything. I got Selma. And then for $10, I got Starry Eyes. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> oh, you know what else I got there? Which uh, I, I don't recommend this at all. Uh, Dario Argento's Phantom of the Opera. Um, which I got just because that's an Italian name. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this was, keep in mind, this was before Suspiria somehow. Before um, I saw it. But anyway, Seven Days of Death, I watched it as a kid. I watched it on Halloween night when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old probably. God. And here's, here's the thing. Like, like It's a movie that my dad showed me. I think my dad showed me like pretty much every horror movie I watched aside from a few that my mom showed me. Um, But it was always a case of like when there was intense gore. He would always let me know, like, well, you know, it's fake, and like, look, this is how mm-hmm. they, kind of how they yeah. did it and stuff like that, which which did ease it. Okay. Uh, and yet somehow, at by by the time the movie ended, and this was in a situation where like my parents weren't together, he took me home to my mom's home, mm-hmm. uh, which was like a house. It wasn't like the condo that we're in now. Yeah. It was a house. By the cemetery. No. <laughs> in like Belmont Cragen. Lights were off because I feel like people were asleep already. Yeah. And we couldn't get in the front. So my dad was like, go through the side and open through the back. <laughs> and just that little walk of like pitch black of like yeah. going through the gate was like the scariest shit because I could not stop thinking about the movie. Yeah. And then uh-huh. and then it turned into a movie that I would like come home from school and I was like, well, let me watch it again. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was this like, I'm truly fascinated by this movie okay uh but at that time it was because like well this is scary for the gore reasons Mm -hmm. and now it's scary for something that i didn't realize it scared me as a kid and that's like the existential dread of this movie Mm -hmm. everyone's always asking and i'm not asking me just in general like what's a good lovecraft movie What's a good cosmic horror movie? Mm-hmm. The Beyond is both of those things. Yeah. Okay. It's the dread of a situation that there's actually no winning whatsoever. Yeah. And not just that, it's like it's all caused by human error. Mm-hmm. It's like mistakes from the past and stuff like that. It's actually like a pretty I I would say even though it's like dreamlike and it jumps around and maybe some things don't make sense. It's a pretty, like, ethereal movie. Mm-hmm. It is... It's fascinating. I think it has a good plot once you start to think about it. Okay. So, upon your first viewing, you may be like Roger Ebert being like, this is just gore-soaked nonsense yeah. with um, misspelled signs that are kind of funny to read, like, <laughs> do not... Don't entry or something like that in the <laughs> hospital. I, it, it's not until you... One, if you can't if you can rewatch it, you gotta rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But I would say if it's you watch Shutter. the Beyond and you're like, I don't know how I feel about this movie, mm-hmm. look into it. Huh. Okay. Look into it. Watch watch one of those like 
I, I don't know. I forgot who's talked about it, but I know there's some YouTubers who have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> so this isn't like my friend or anything like that. There's a, a YouTuber that I love. His name is in his channel's name is In Praise of Shadows. Hmm. He does a video on the Beyond where he even goes into like the background of New Orleans where this is set. Oh, oh you know what? That's another reason I think why this movie affected me so much is because it's an Italian film, but it's in New Orleans. Yeah, and it it does use it well. Like it it turns Louisiana or it turns New Orleans into this like what's just like a regular country looking home. <laughs> into this hellscape. Yeah. Um, there's a scene near the end where everything's going to shit, and basically, evil has taken over this hotel where someone escapes, and, and it's just this shot of the hotel while there's like a storm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you see all these like silhouettes come to the window. Oh. Where you see, like, oh, yeah, no, this is done now. Like, they've yeah. completely taken over it. And I remember that image itself as a kid, like, really affected me for some reason. I think mm. it was just scary. Yeah. Um, but I do love this movie. I think I think it is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. I think it's disturbing. I think it's violent. It is really disturbing. <laughs> yeah. All, all the violence is... Uh, it's heavy. hmm But it's so well done. It's like, so drawn is, out, too. This is 81, and yet it doesn't look fake or anything like that. No, looks, that, uh, and that's what's so frightening about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for maybe the there's an eye poke, uh, but that still looks pretty good. But it is one, it looked, yeah, it looked it is one of those things where it's like, I don't there's think an two, eye would actually do that. But <laughs> Yeah, no, there's two scenes in this where like there's hor- horrendous damage done to an eye. And, yeah. And um, you see every part of it. Yeah, it's. It, I remember watching it and just thinking like, all right, this isn't. This just isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. If nothing else, if nothing else that you that you watch it beyond, you're like, I got nothing from that. It's dripping in atmosphere. Yeah. In terms of like Halloween horror, spooky atmosphere. Mm-hmm. If you were to just take scenes of, from the Beyond where there were no people in the scene itself. Yeah. You, you, you compile that, and it's like, this is scary. Ba- like, where is this? Mm-hmm. Hell? <laughs> yeah, especially that, yeah, that ending. Yeah, like, there's... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, like, just a whole... There's literally, like, a hellscape in the movie. Yeah. That is, like, one of the most upsetting versions of hell. Because there's nothing, like... <laughs> it's just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's there. It's, it's, it's just nothing, an eternity of just... just keeps going. Fog. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Damn, you know you're right. This is a great movie. <laughs> uh, but it, it's because it's a Lucio Fulci movie. Yes, it's very violent, but it is also very well shot. Yeah, uh, there are scenes much like in Deep Red, where it's like there's silhouettes, there's black that's really well used. Darkness is really is used very well. Uh, there's a scene with the blind girl where she's just standing in the middle of that loop. That, that bridge that's in yeah. New Orleans that goes like way long, and I don't know how they got that shot. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's a great shot. Uh, this is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies of all time. Hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it was on that list. This is how I first heard of it, but I didn't pay no mention, right? Uh, or pay no mind to it. Uh, <laughs> it was sangria yeah uh, <laughs> it was on that bravo list of like a hundred scariest movie moments and they were like the beyond and i'm like i've never heard of this and then they show like one the 
clip of the zombie girl getting her brain uh yeah like blown off half of her head yeah <laughs> okay so you've seen pac-man yeah <laughs> imagine pac-man but there's one fourth missing is right. what this girl's head looks like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they had that and i was like ah uh, uh i don't know if i'll ever watch that <laughs> and then lo and behold yeah lo and behold you met me and i was like we're gonna fucking watch this yeah. <laughs> every day yeah every time you come over and it's still a movie that I will revisit a lot. You know, sometimes just going through Shudder, it's like, yeah. hmm, should I watch this new film I've heard of that's <laughs> supposed to be pretty good? Nope. Overliable. Yep. <laughs> also, if, you, if you're not going to watch a movie, and it's totally fine if you don't. Yeah. If you're not going to watch a movie, just look up the Beyond soundtrack on YouTube. Yeah. And listen to it. It's like, yeah, there is some there, there are some tracks in there where it's like, this is definitely made for a horror movie mm-hmm. and may need context of the horror movie to appreciate it. Yeah. And yet there are other tracks where it's like, this is almost too good for the movie that it's in. <laughs> like, it's just like it, it, the same with uh, Riz Ortolani doing the soundtrack oh, for Cannibal, yeah, Holocaust, Cannibal Holocaust, where it's like, look, listen to this beautiful music. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this guy, his dick is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and they're eating it. Actually, that's a different Campbell movie. But still, it doesn't You matter. would know. Yeah. <laughs> that was Campbell Ferox, a movie that I recommend you watch with your mom. <laughs> don't actually do that. Don't actually do that, yeah. In fact, just don't watch it. Don't. Really. <laughs> also, I think on Shudder. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's weird how, like... I think it's on Shutter because technically Anchor Bay owes, owns whatever little group owns that movie. Ah, uh, okay. So for all intents and purposes, Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Holocaust, they're AMC films. <laughs> now someone may be like, Adrian, you're completely wrong. Sure, that's fine with me. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it won't exactly. be the last uh, but yes, the Beyond is in in the same way that Eternal Sunshine is my favorite horror movie of all time. Beyond is my favorite horror movie. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> in the same sense that Eternal Sunshine is my favorite movie of all time, the Beyond is that, but for horror. Hey, did you, did you notice that both of our like longtime favorite movies both were from two thousand four? The Beyond is from two thousand four. No, Collateral and Eternal <laughs> Sunshine. Oh yeah, look at that. I mean, that for, must have been a good year for movies then. For a while. Did Eternal come out 2004? Yeah. Damn. And, you, uh, you know what? What else? With the collateral? Incredibles? Oh, yeah. Damn. That's a good-ass year. Yeah. When I, first, when I first saw Collateral, it came, for whatever reason, as a two-pack. Hmm. It was that, and it was the Terminal. <laughs> now... You could say, like, oh, well, they're both DreamWorks films. Yeah. But there is one common thread between the two of them. Do you know what it is? It's, it's, uh, is it the guy, the jazz musician? Yes. Yeah. He's also in the terminal as a, uh, it's maybe a name we should bring up because I know he's a good Oh, actor. yeah. Hold on. Let me. Uh, he's in a bunch of he, shit. Well, that's the thing. He's a character actor and you're just like. I know you do. <laughs> I've seen your face many times. Okay, well, let's see who can bring it up first. Okay. Uh, the Terminal is one of those movies that I remember watching a lot. And I, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, but love- I remember loving that movie. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Uh, Barry. Shabaka Henry. Yeah, Henley. 
you you do that because we know how bad I am at pronouncing names. Oh, that's right. He's in Rush Hour. Really? He's he's um. Yeah, he's in Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say he's the guy who works at the police station, uh, and lets uh, Chris Tucker in some place where he's not okay. supposed to be evidence locker or something like that. All right. <laughs> he's in state of play it's it's i i kind of remember the line that chris tucker says to him but i don't fully remember if it is him <laughs> okay but he's like come on man remember that time i um oh, fuck it never mind just watch rush hour <laughs> well that was our letterbox show yeah. Now the next show is just going to be Adrian going through my Letterbox account, going, "You gave this to that. What the fuck? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a quick. Huh. Let's take a quick gander at that end game, huh? <laughs> let's see. First off, well, let me say, my... I have, I actually have a whole list called "Ring the Ten Out Ten Bell," which is like a list of movies that I and I add each film to it. Uh, a list of movies that I give like five stars to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, five stars. Yeah, five stars on Letterboxd. Which, by the way, on Letterboxd, if you would like to follow me. Oh, yeah. Adrian L. Critico. A-D-R-I-A-N-E-L-C-R-I-T-I-C-O. But, you know, our links are in everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Island Limos. Island is yet Limos. another reference to Collateral. collateral. Yeah. That's uh, that's Jeff's. But, yep. Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's bring that up right now really quick. <laughs> And let's see how incorrect you may be <laughs> of certain things. Okay. I gotta take a look here. Oh, here we go. Ring the ten out of ten, Bill. Bell. Hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got no problem. Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> you sure, man? It's my second favorite Marvel movie. Why? Because they have Spider-Man for the first time. No. <laughs> Who the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> Why? Because they got fucking... Because all your favorite heroes are in it? Yeah. That's the only reason? Because it's the first time Black Panther appeared, huh? You know what? That is a badass moment. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to like Marvel movies, where it's like, I'm not even the biggest fan of Civil War. I think it's good. Okay. I do think... You know, I'll always say it, but I really do think Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, yeah, is the best. Everyone film loves that movie of that series because yeah. it's great. It's a great well, fucking I'm, movie. I'm not saying Same it's a bad why movie. why everyone likes The Dark Knight, and you're like, it's not as good as Batman Begins. Like, guess <laughs> the fuck it is because it takes everything from that movie. It does it so much better. <laughs> Civil I, like War, Adam Sandler, and uh, Uncut Gems. I disagree. I, I know. Disagree, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking. <laughs> the dumbest fucking bet i've ever heard um, <laughs> anyway civil war you know what winter soldier you know what winter soldier has the civil war doesn't hmm. and i've mentioned this many times and i will do my best to keep it as pc as possible <laughs> but show me another movie that has samuel jackson shooting a bunch of cops because <laughs> civil war does not have that and Winter Soldier does, and it's a very cool moment in film. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope, I hope they, they burn, burn in hell. In hell. <laughs> Which, by the way, never seen the movie that that. No, yeah. From. A Time to Kill? I thought I was from Snakes on a Plane. No. <laughs> no, I... Can you talk about the snakes? I, I actually I first know, heard that quote in the Samuel Jackson beer skit from Chappelle's show. Yeah. 
So that's where I know that quote from. You might even fuck a fat bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. <laughs> Just yelling at Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, another Jeff impression. <laughs> that in a way, if you listen to it closely enough, Kermit the Frog. There's Kermit the Frog still looming in there. There's you. Hold on. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Right on. <laughs> well, as we be watching films, we be watching all these films that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, except Civil War. Don't go see that. Oh. Um, <laughs> Can we but, can we end at least one show with you, without you going oh except Marvel and I go oh because <laughs> this happened at least like twice now <laughs> well, maybe they shouldn't be bad movies hey goddamn it <laughs> no but uh, check out these movies yeah check out Mission Impossible as always mm-hmm. check out a uh, new podcast that I've listened to that is actually really good uh, the afternoon tune. Oh, yeah. The, and yeah. That's T-U-N-E. No, yeah. I got a follow from them. Yeah. I was about to say, they followed us, and I was like, who the fuck is this? But then listening to it, it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, afternoon Tune. This is not a podcast, which is like, if you like Nathan for you, if you like How To with John Wilson, mm. if you like uh, uh, Joe Parra Joe Talks Parra. To You, I swear to God, this is in that same family. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think the podcast realizes that. <laughs> So it's not your typical, like, it's not just us two white guys talking about movies type podcasts. It's like, it's, <laughs> it, it's a show. Yeah. You know? No, it's good. I highly recommend yeah. you just sitting in front of your speaker and watching and listening to it. Yeah, it's like a play. A movie. <laughs> um, it's really good. And, uh, yeah, or I think that's it. Show. We're yeah. not sponsored by BlueChew.com, but if they hear this, <laughs> please send us dick pills. We will just Wait. take them and just record and just, while on them. Yeah, and just be like, wow, this is, whoa, this is pretty good. Yeah, I think- my heart's racing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm blind. 